Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. This is a space where we seek to create and cultivate healthy conversations between those things we geek out on and the philosophical and theological questions that often arise out of our fandoms. Like, what does it mean to be human? What makes a hero? What makes a villain? How do the stories and narratives we geek out on shape how we live in the world? We are your priests to the geeks. We aren't all ordained, but we see ourselves as mediators at the intersection of geek culture and going deeper in our faith. We don't always have to agree, but we do respect each other. And we see everyone as a beloved child of God. Everyone geeks out on something, so come geek out with us and enjoy the show. You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Hello, fellow C- uh, systematic geekologists. Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. For those out there who know me and uh, what I do here on Systematic Geekology, it's no secret that I'm a huge fan of comp books and graphic novels and uh, that medium of storytelling and creation and world building. And so I'm really excited and stoked for this episode today because I often love to interact with creators of comics at comic cons and leading panels and even having them on this show and so it wasn't that long ago i was at my local comic book store and i saw a cover and i was like i gotta own that comic and so i picked up the savage strength of Starstorm and uh, started interacting with its creator on social media and i said hey Drew, would you mind coming on our uh, little podcast and YouTube to talk about Starstorm and the creative process? And he agreed. So I am very excited uh, to welcome Drew to Systematic Geekology. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Drew. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Drew, where are you today and uh, where you're at and uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm up in uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, home base. I'm at at my place, which I'm currently uh, packing up because I'm looking to sell to um, to buy a place with my my girlfriend. So we're looking. uh, So it's a little bit of a in shambles here, but uh, it's warm in here at least. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, 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 Montreal, a little, little more north than I am. I'm in North Carolina, but you're fur, further north, uh, but still on the East Coast, East Coast time. And and yeah, uh, we interacted on Instagram a little bit, and uh, it's been fun buying your comics and seeing the creative process. And um, we've been trying to make this interview happen for, for a little while and getting our schedules together and to line up. And we finally have you today. And so I'm really excited about this because, um, as I shared, I'm a huge, huge fan uh, of comics and um, its creative process and how it, they 
tell its story and world building. And often in image comics, uh, when they have creator owned comics, there's often a letter at the beginning or the end of the comic where the creator mm -hmm. shares uh, their, their kind of story and inspiration of how this comic came to be. And you share in that, that uh, the yeah. Savage Strength of Starstorm is like a love letter uh, to yeah. comics. And so I'm really curious about kind of your origin story in comics. Like, what did you read growing up? What was the first comic book you owned? How did you get into this? I know you come from a family of comic book creators. And so, yeah, what's what's your origin story uh, around uh, comics and that medium of storytelling? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just something that it's ever since I can remember, I love comic books. It's I mean, superheroes, you know, it all stems from superheroes as a kid, like most kids. You know, I love Superman as a kid. I, the first movie I remember going to see was the Superman, the movie with my mom for my birthday. And it's like a very vivid memory, you know, and, and just loving that character. And I, I mean, I just love superheroes always, you know, uh, Spider-Man and yeah, everything. And just, uh, yeah, so it just branched off from there. And then um, when I was uh, when I was a little kid, we lived in this uh, area of, uh, of Quebec. Uh, it was the South Shore of Montreal, basically. And 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 uh, out there it was little uh, it's, it's a little more French out there. So the first comics I remember getting were were French translation of Marvel comics. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was just basically, you know, I couldn't read at the time. So just looking at the pictures and loving the the artwork and being really struck by that artwork. And um, the first one I remember getting was like a human torch spider-man team up and uh yeah i think that those are i mean it's one of the first ones i remember having and i think it was maybe i, I think it might have been john ramita who did uh, the art i'm not, I'm not 100 percent, but it was i just remember really being struck by the artwork um my mother uh paints so uh and she's an artist as well so she um i used to give her my comic books and tell her to get her to draw superman for me she was really good at copying the characters out of the, my comic books and stuff that i kept them out cool put them on my wall and stuff like that. So it was just always something I loved. Um, then when I, I got to be a little bit older, we moved to a more, uh, a more English part of town where there was comic book stores when the boom started. And, um, and like all the kids on the block were like really in the 80s, 90s, which boom, yeah, there's been a couple booms, yeah. couple busts, <laughs> which, yeah, which yeah. booms. <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, there's been a couple booms, a couple busts. Which one was oh, the yeah. 80s, 90s, early 2000s? Which one? Oh, oh yeah. It's well, the, the boom, like the, the 80s boom, when it really, when the comic book shops started opening up, right? So it was like, uh, yeah. So we had like a, several comic book stores in the area. And uh, and like, yeah, all the cool guys like in on my block, like when I was, you know, I was trying to meet new friends and stuff. They were like, I love comic books already. So that everybody was really into comic books. So, uh, but all these guys were like serious collectors with their boxes and, you know, their, their, their collections that they had. So then that's what got me into it really collecting seriously. And the first thing I gravitated towards was uh, like power man and iron fist. I really liked that combo and, and those, yeah. you know, those characters. And then, uh, you know, and then they had like, you know, uh, crisis came out and secret wars. And that was like, uh, you know, those were huge, uh, you know, huge events in comic books at the time. And then the reboot of the DC universe. And like, I collected all those, you know, those reboots. And so, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just something I always loved, you know, it was, uh, and to this day, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. I could talk about it forever, you know, into the image <laughs> stuff and, you know, yeah. Todd McFarlane was a big influence and followed all his Spider-Man stuff. I used to, when I was in high school, 
I just like would save all my lunch money instead of eating lunch. I'd spend it on comic books. I, there was a little comic book store that was like a, a walk away from the, from the school. So I just, even in the middle of winter, if it was freezing cold, there was a snowstorm. If it was new comic book day. And especially if like the amazing Spider-Man was out and McFarlane was on it, uh, I was going through the snowstorm to get it. So it's, I was pretty serious about it, you know? So yeah. So always, always a love. Well, you're, you're speaking my language because that's the same kind of era I grew up reading comics. I was a big X-Men fan. And and yeah. uh, I literally, I would ride my bike to school from the south end of Wrightsville Beach up to Wrightsville Beach Elementary School. And there's a, like a little um, like beach store that had a spinner rack uh, there in the store. And I would use my lunch money uh, to buy a comic and a candy bar. And that's what I was doing for lunch every day. And then until my mom found out that I was spending my money on comics and candy bars and they stopped that really fast, but I was still uh, yeah. saving my allowance to go uh, grab whatever on, on the spinner rack there. So yeah, you're speaking my language uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So, so it sounds like, you know, you kind of mixed up both Marvel and DC. I, I definitely, I liked Batman and, and Superman and I would dabble in a little bit of DC, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I was, I was a Marvel head. I was buying those Spider-Man yeah. books and X-Men books but you, it sounds like mm-hmm. kind of a both and for you. I remember seeing, yeah, the Superman movie in, in the theater too and wanting to fly after that. I was like, who doesn't want to fly yeah. after seeing that movie? Yeah. But um, but yeah, so you kind of mixed up your fandom and kind of went across all all the big oh, yeah. two and, and others. Yeah, yeah, I love it all. I love it all. I mean, I I don't have a, like someone says, oh, I'm a Marvel or DC. I, I, I love all. I mean, it's like, you know, I just love certain runs, you know? So I love like when, you know, when Todd McFarlane was on Spider-Man, I love that run and, I was, I'm a huge X-Men fan too. Like the stuff that Chris Claremont did, especially when I love John Romita Jr.'s artwork. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I love all of it really, you know, I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, I don't love one more than the other, you know, it's an image comics as well. I love all the image stuff. And it, well, today, these days, actually, I, I, I read more image more than anything because it's all new and you can jump on easily to, to these stories you know so and and um you know the trades are usually the first trade is usually pretty cheap it was at that ten dollar mark uh you know so it's uh mm-hmm. so it's easy to jump on and check new things out with image you know so and i find that the you know the stories are more innovative these days you know i mean i haven't i haven't really been keeping up with dc and marvel re- recently other than i've been reading uh the mark wade uh shazam and and uh, Batman, Superman stuff. I love Dan Moore's art on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's amazing stuff. So yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful artwork. So uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, it's I mean, I, I'm you know, I haven't been to the because I'm mostly focused on doing my own thing. So it's hard to, you know, I read specific things and then like you know, it's not as much, I don't read as much because I'm more writing and drawing these days than I am reading. You know, like I used to. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not consuming quite as much, but I mean, I always, I'm at the comic book store at least a couple times a month, you know, so I still, I still do uh, read quite a bit, but uh, not as much as when I was growing up because it just too, it takes up too much time away from the, my own writing, my own storytelling, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. Use, use that, use that time and resources wisely for sure. Be a good steward of that. So, so how McFarlane like eventually creates and one of the creators of, of image and kind of that creator owned book and and autonomy there away from, from the big two. Could you, did you imagine yourself one day that you would create a comic that was created on the image? I mean, it was just something that you're like, one day I'm going to be a, uh, a comic book artist and writer. Is that something you look to or just kind of fall in your lap or eventually progress to that? Mm -hmm. Like how, how did that happen? 
No, it didn't fall on my lap. That's for sure. I've been, I've been uh, wanting to do this for quite some time, but I'm a bit of a procrastinator. So uh, it was like, uh, well, what I, I mean, it was, it was always something that was on the radar that I really, I wanted to do. It was, it was, uh, you know, a childhood dream. You know, there was a time when I drifted away from it and then, uh, you know, I came back to it. I was like, this is something I love, you know, and this is like something that I am. I'm an artist and, and a writer and a storyteller, I feel. And I'm only really good at like maybe two things in, in this world lifetime. And that's uh, in this world, it's it, 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 one of its drawing and the other one's maybe telling some cool stories and creating some cool characters and, and uh, another one's boxing, but that's something, something else completely different. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, you know, this, this is my focus. This is my love, you know? So um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, it was just, it was always on the radar uh, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, you can, you can draw comic books as, for, as a career, you know? So that was like a, uh, a huge epiphany, you know, when I, when I found that out, I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So, um, you know, my brother Wes was, is, is, is a comic book creator as well. And he's pretty popular. And, uh, and, um, so he's, he's a very diligent worker and, yeah. uh, he's my younger brother. And, uh, oh, but I, gonna ask. I, pardon me? <laughs> As I was going to ask, younger brother, or older brother, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 He's my younger brother. I'm the, I'm like a little bit like the older, crazy, crazier brother. So he's, right. uh, so he's like, I'm a little more, um, uh, how would I put it? A, a little more scatterbrained and he's a little more like focused. Like he's a very driven guy. He's very focused. And, uh, something I learned from him when he got in and started working comic books full time is, is the amount of dedication, the amount of hard work it is like, you know, sometimes in life you think that things just fall in your lap and it's an easy, it, it doesn't usually happen that way. You know, you have to work, you have to work at your craft if anything you want to do. Right. So, um, so I learned from him that, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta really sit down and really knuckle down and, and work hard because it won't fall into your lap unless, unless you do that, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I, uh, you know, I just uh, started really like um, I, I created uh, Starstorm and I created an ash can. I brought it to Comic Con. I had a couple of like fe- editors' feedbacks and uh, and uh, then uh, I pitched it to Image and and they decided to publish it and it was a dream come true. So uh, ah, was, I love. Uh, you know. I love that. Yeah, the I I have some friends who who have story ideas and and artists who would love to get into the business. And you know, I, there's a reading comics so long. There's a couple stories in my head and characters I'd love to get mm-hmm. on the spinner rack one day. But I think you start there with the love of of the craft of the storytelling mm-hmm. first before you think about like franchising it and making millions of dollars off of it because oh, that's okay. not going to happen. It's like what's your yeah. love of of story first, and then mm-hmm. and then go go from there and work put in your hours and those kinds of things. I think is is pretty pretty and pretty important um oh. so yeah so so i right, i'm i'm very curious i'm very curious about the origins of stars to like first of all just to get this question out of the way because i ask it all the time how long did it take from the story in your head until you got it on the local comic book store the spinner rack or whatever like was is this like a 20-year process is it like all right i'm i'm pitching it to comic-con uh some creators there and then it, it took a little while like from idea to like in your hand, how, how long was that process? Well, I'm embarrassed to say it probably took me about 20 years. Well, I had the initial idea. I mean, originally how it started, I've told this story before on several podcasts, but originally how it started is that there's um, uh, me and my, my family went to Hampton beach one year for vacation and my dad was playing like one of those boardwalk games where you can win prizes. And uh, he won me a T-shirt. And on the T-shirt, it was like an 80s style T-shirt with like these little 80s uh, video game graphics. They're all like pixelated little cubes and 
and stars and diamonds. And on the, on the t-shirt, it said Starstorm. And then I created kind of like a, a cosplay of Starstorm, this character. I made myself like a, a mask and, a, and a, you know, I had like black pajama bottoms and stuff. And so that, that's initially how the character started. And then I started just drawing him as a comic book. My brother took the character over at, with his own comic books for a time. And then I was like, well, okay, I want him back. And then I, I, I redesigned him several times. And then, uh, and then I just, uh, I, I was working on several different story ideas. And then I kind of just decided to fold them all into one universe and just do like my own sort of like, uh, like my homage to Stan and Jack, my own like Marvel universe, you know, just create my own universe of heroes and villains. And just, uh, I'm like really pretty prolific at designing characters. So I just had a ton of character designs and a ton of ideas for characters. And I just uh, merged them all into one universe and just decided to just create my own universe of superheroes. And, you know, so that's, um, that's how it, it initially started was that, that t-shirt, but then it just gradually evolved. And then I, like the stories I'd written were like, okay, I'll just, yeah, I'll just fold them in together. And, and then I guess the initial, I'm trying to think like when I sat down and drew the first issue, but it was, it's at least, I'd say I started probably maybe 10 years ago, like just thinking about it and get it, getting it rolling, you know? So, um, okay. yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, it's been a while. It's been jumping around <laughs> in my head for a long time. I, I love that because, yeah, we have characters in our head that we create, the characters we love, and then characters in our head that we don't mind creating one day. And the fact that it came from like a 80s, right now would be retro. Then it was like super cool and in, but now retro has come back circle. Like the the video yeah. games, stand-up cabinet games, all this stuff yeah. is, is totally in. Um, that Starstorm was um, was born in, in your head from that T-shirt. That's such a good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, was, I was thinking because I did a design um, – Starstorm, the way I was dressed as a kid, and I was thinking about creating, bringing in a character. Eventually, will come in. It's going to be Starstorm, but it's going to be my cosplay kid version of Starstorm. Uh, okay. He's going to be yeah. like a like another dimensional Starstorm character. So he'll he'll come in further down the line as I, as I go with the story. But uh, yeah, so I it's an, it's an idea I'm, I'm going to run with. I think it'll be kind of cool. He's going to be kind of like a Mitsoplik trickster character, Loki sort of character, you know. So. Uh, yeah, Love so I'm thinking about incorporating him. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. so, so the first story arc. So you, you're on board to do do more storytelling. Like Image is ready to go. Your first graphic novel is coming out in April, but but you have you have more stories. They're willing to like. All right, let's keep this thing going. Yeah, well, I mean, the uh, sales dropped off. Sales like started high as they do, and they dropped. So now when the trade comes out in April, I'm hoping that enough people pick up the trade where Image will be wanting to continue with the story. I'm going to do it regardless uh, of what happens, uh, whether I do it through Kickstarter, self-publishing yeah. or whatever. I'm hoping Image does want to publish them. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not, I haven't gotten a 100% uh, let's go with it. So uh, I, I got to wait and see. I, I'm hoping the trade does well and then I, I'm going to take it from there, but I'm, I'm doing them anyways, you know, so. So we'll see what happens. The thing about, about artists and, and creators today is, yeah, you can kickstart, you can self-publish, mm -hmm. you can do those things. And yeah, there's big publishing companies, but it's cool that you own your own work. This is, yeah. you know, from Image, this is your your creator, your character, your story. And so even yeah. if they're like, no, nah, we're going to move on, you can like, well, I'm going to kickstart this. I got enough people that follow my stuff that I'm going to get this done and and keep yeah. this story going for the self. Um, yes. The actual story starts in space with a villain and that cool first couple splash page of all these ships heading towards earth um mm -hmm. you know and then it, it is a throwback to a lot of like 
things that I love and pick up on, like Grant Morrison. The character's name is what? Grant Garrison and yeah. goes to Kirby High. And there's some Kirby crackles all over this book. Um, yeah. yeah. Was that kind of you? That That's super intentional uh, on your part oh, yeah. to, to throw yeah. all that stuff. What were you just having fun with with all these things or you're like, oh, how, how can I do this and 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 share this with uh, my love of comics? <laughs> yeah, it's just like all that mixture of pop culture influences, you know, and like it's all jumping around in my head and and obviously uh you know jack kirby is is the primary influence you know sure. uh you know he was a, a big inspiration for starstorm like uh, his designs and his you know his creativity really like the amount of you know characters that he, i mean he created the marvel universe pretty much you know yeah. and, and so mm-hmm. much for dc as well and i mean it's just his just his level of creativity is really what i admired and his how dynamic his storytelling was um but when I when I was a kid, I collected the suit. I was a big Superpowers fan, you know. So the Superpowers cartoon in the '80s, and he yeah. was on the Superpowers comic book. But at that time, I was not a fan. I did not like his blocky anatomy, and uh, I like when I was young, I was like, no. And everybody was telling me how much of a genius he was. The kids who were older and knew more about comic books at the time than I did, and I was like, no, he's, he's it's not good. I don't like it. But then, you know, as you get older and your tastes mature and you start to understand you know, the, the medium a little bit more, um, you know, I love him now. He's like, you know, he's, he's, he's the guy, you know what I mean? He's the king. So, I mean, really. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a, it's a love letter to that. It's a, a, a lot of things, but, uh, really Jack Kirby, I, I mean, never met him. So, uh, you know, I wish I could have, but, uh, right. it is like, you know, it's, he's a huge, I mean, the Steve Ditko as well, his, his designs, his sort of crazy wonky designs, um, I love that sort of stuff. I love stuff that like, I like to create for some reason, I like to create hard things from, for me to draw, you know, like I like to design suits that are like difficult to draw in every panel, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, I love, I love that sort of design stuff that, that crazy sort of wonky, uh, you know, ethereal design stuff like uh, Dr. Strange and Spider-Man, like, oh, let's put, you know, a bunch of webs on this guy's costume and just, you know, make it impossible <laughs> to draw, like, you know, <laughs> Hey guys, Christian here to talk about our Captivate options. That's when you send us a little extra money to just help us along with our projects. But what do you get by giving us that extra money? Well, you have access to any future online D&D campaigns. You get extra bonus question content, which we do at least 48 times a month. You can make a one-time donation here of any amount to help support the show. This helps us with our overhead. That includes the editing software that we use, the recording software that we use, the marketing that we have to do for the show, the equipment that we all need to use to help out with the show, and more. So thank you for what you do. Head out to Captivate. Help us out. We really appreciate what you do. See you later. Well, well, that brings me to like the the book itself. The first issue, like the second issue, moves on. There's more. There's a world there of different teams, and it's mm-hmm. not just kids reading comics in high school. But there's like you you allude to the fact that there are superheroes in this universe. There are yeah. teams out there, um, and and you get to see kind of that unfold in the second issue and on. Um, even mm-hmm. zombies show up. I, I love the zombie genre. But then, yeah. but but in this like, there's a splash page of when Grant gets like. Um, this mysterious weapon that armors him up and spaces him, you know, he, he storms up uh, for, for this thing. Um, That page of him armored up with the hundreds of faces around him um, was so impressive. What, how long did it take you to draw that? And is that was something always in your head you're going to get to, or is that inspired as the story comes along? Uh, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, part of the book is an homage to crisis on infinite earths, you know, with, uh, uh, Marv Wolfman and, and George Perez. Right. So I always love that cover 
of um, it's the blue cover uh, with all the faces that are blending together and the, the planets are, you know, so, so it's somewhat of an homage to that. That was probably jumping around in the back of my head. And, um, but uh, it's just, I don't know, sometimes it just floats to me, you know, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to look cool. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to show people like I have a big universe to reveal, you know, that's going to, you know, go on, you know, so I'm going to show this in the first issue. Like, this is what's coming up is these, these characters will come in down the road, you know? So it's sort of like, you know, this is, this is what's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, that page is an homage to that cover. And, um, and then it's just also like a reveal of like, okay, this is, these are characters that are going to come into play down the road, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't remember like the exact, like how I came up with the idea, if that was even like a conscious thought that it was going to be an homage to that cover, but it was just in the back of my, in the subconscious somewhere. And then when I was drawing, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just do a bunch of, I wanted to have them like, you know, start storming up and then, you know, like, oh, I'll put a bunch of, you know, it might've just started out with that. And then oh, I'll just put all the faces of the characters I want to use down the road and in the background, or that, that'll be something impressive to for people to see, you know? So, um, so that was like probably the, my thought process at the time. I, I loved it. And it was one of those things where, like I was connected to a large universe, but I couldn't help but think it was like, are these former star storms? Are they current star storms in the universe? Are they a part of this legacy? So that, that teaser draw me in. That's why I love comics. Yeah. It shows you like the, the, the final page reveal that make you want to read the next one, but also within the book, the, myst- the, the mystery and the lore that keep you reading about a large yeah. universe is, is what draws you into that. So um, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to give away spoilers, but like, yeah, I, I, some of those faces stare back at, at you are, are there, are there ideas with each of those people or something later on that you hope to pan out in volume five? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, I mean, some of them are villains. Some of them are heroes. Some of them are gods. Uh, there's a, you know, I have like my own sort of like, uh, my Lords of order and chaos and, and like, I'm influenced by Michael Moorcock novels as well. And the Elric saga and and the eternal champion stuff. So there's, so there's going to be parts that are paying homage to that as well. And, uh, yeah, so it's just, uh, I mean, you'll have to pick up the comic book and find out, you know, so, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is. Some of them are other world, like other dimensional characters as Starstorm jumps around in time a little bit. He'll be going like all over the place in different dimensions and time and places. And yeah, so it's like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's, yeah, you're just gonna, I mean, even like I'm, I'll look at a character, I'll be able to tell you a little bit about the story, but I haven't fully fleshed out every detail of every character yet. But I mean, it's, it's, they're loosely, fleshed out in my mind, you know, I, I could sit down and like figure it out as we talk about it, you know? So, um, yeah. I love that. So that's, that's I love that. And I'm sure like your, your involvement with, uh, boxing and MMA, like in terms of action shots and how, how mm. the body works, I mean, I'm sure that helps in terms of like how you're showing these fights, uh, you know, pop on, on the page. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's a little bit different because I've, I've, uh, studied also like uh, cinematic, uh, choreography for fighting and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, like say MMA and boxing, it can be a little more, um, ref, uh, how to put it, not refined, but, uh, restrained. It's not as dynamic as someone throwing a big punch. When you throw a punch in boxing, you're just going boom like this. You're not yeah. trying to overextend, but in, comic books you want to have that big dynamic you know like that fist coming at you mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a little bit different you know there's uh yeah so you because you you exaggerate movement to make it more dynamic looking right so that's what you're trying to do and in actual fighting you don't want to exaggerate movements because if you miss 
you're in trouble. So that's right. <laughs> so, that's right. Don't so ever extend. You know? There's yeah. something I, I clicked on one like um, video on, on one social media of like someone getting knocked out in two seconds. And I was like, oh my mm. gosh. And so now that algorithm's in my phone and I get a lot of videos of people getting knocked out of like being too cocky and putting their hands Ooh. down and, and the yeah. other person that get knocked out. I, I now love those videos. <laughs> part, of my, part of my watching of watching, I, you know, I don't like, I don't like, I'm not like a violent person, but man, I, mm. you know, seeing some, you know, the, the karma of someone being too cocky and, and yeah. And, I, I enjoy it as well. It's very, it's very <laughs> yeah, satisfying. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> well, it's, um, you know, in terms of your creative process, if there are other creators out there or wannabe creators um, out there who wanted this, do you have any um, advice for them in terms of, you know, words of wisdom of, of how to get started or where they are now or to keep their head up? Like what, what are some things you've learned in this many years of, of ideas to page to now uh, trying to keep the story going? What, what advice would you give? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like anything in life. You just got to keep grinding away, you know, and you just can't mm -hmm. ever quit. You know, you just keep moving forward. You keep drawing. You know, I I, I went to Comic-Cons, uh, you know, I've been going to them for about, I guess, over 20 years now. And I remember me and Wes would go and we'd sit in the panel on how to get to comic books, how to get into comic books, you know, and they tell you, you got to draw. If you want to be a comic book artist, you got to draw every day. And they're right. You got to draw every day. You got to like really, if you can't draw every day, you got to draw when you can, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know? So, um, yeah, you just got to keep, be persistent and, uh, and just keep moving forward, you know, and keep working at your craft and keep trying to become a better storyteller, better artist. And, uh, I mean, that's really all you can do that's in your hands. And then, you know, going and networking and meeting people and meeting editors and stuff yeah. like that. That's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, know a part of it as well and and uh getting your name out there and and uh but the most important part is just is just the work you know the work is the most important part you know and even myself uh, i'm still trying to get better you know like i'm yeah. i'm nowhere near where i'd like to be artistically and and uh you know storytelling wise so i so i just i'm trying to get better every day and just try to try to keep at it you know and then and, and that's it you know i think that's the best advice i mean for anything in life really you know you just gotta you gotta work hard right so and, and that's uh it's an important yeah. thing, you know. So yeah, you gotta it. put in your ten thousand hours. I, I think yeah. that's 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 a part of it. And then I I do like see the evolution. Even Jack Kirby and Jim Lee and John Burton, you see their early work. John mm -hmm. Romano Jr. Like you see their yeah. early work, and and then you see their later work. And in between, everybody evolves as a person and as an artist yeah. and as a creator. And it's not like one's better than the other. Like you're just growing as a person, have a different style. Yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. the same person I was 10, 20, 30 years ago, and and that kind of thing. And I think I think that's um I think that's important to to remember too yeah for this upcoming season of lent i'm going to be intentional i have a book in my head of like the philosophy and theology of, of surfing and i i'm i'm going to write every day during the season of lent like i'm whether it's one sentence or a paragraph or the muse hits and i and i write yeah. like four chapters i'm going to at least make sure that i do it every single day i'm tired of it being the idea i'm like i'm going to one day do this like no mm. i'm going to for 40 days i am going to sit down and mm. and write every single day um and so so i think you having those blocks and being intentional about it and and mm. purposeful about it i think is is super important so um yeah 100 yeah. well, sit around and wait for inspiration you'll be sitting you can be sitting around forever you know so yeah. I, and I, I used to be like that i used to be like i'm not inspired and you know i'm not in the mood and and that sort of stuff and you got to kind of work past that you know and just be like 
it doesn't matter if you're inspired. No one cares, you know, you know, just sit down and do it. Do something, draw something, you know what I mean? Like find something yep. to do. You know, that's, I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little scatterbrained, a little maybe ADD, you know, I can find a lot of distractions, but yeah. I try, you know, I try to get through that and just sit in a chair and, and draw, you know, and force my, sometimes you got to force yourself to do it. And it's not the most comfortable stuff, but you know, nothing really come, nothing great comes from being comfortable, unfortunately. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah, a lot of times about that. that. Yeah, like when I see like the 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 classic novelists or people from way back when who created all this stuff, I'm like, well, that's before Netflix, that's before streaming, that's before social media. Of course, they were just sitting around with their own thoughts. They had time to sit around. I was like, you know, but yeah. I'm sure yeah. they everybody has distractions, everybody has excuses. Like, yeah, yeah, just sit down and and block it out and and do it. So I I yeah. think you're, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All those cliches are true. You know, it's all, it's all the cliche, you know, all the, all the Rocky, uh, all the Rocky lines, they're all true. You know, it's, it's just, you just got to work, you know, and, and, uh, and that's it, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you, what do you think is like the current state of comics? Like I, I, on one hand, you know, I think we, we talked about the different decades and the eras and the ages, and they've mm-hmm. all had their heights and their booms and their busts and then come back around. I don't think this medium of storytelling is going anywhere. People love pictures and iconography mm-hmm. and art and letters and stories. Story, A good story is not going anywhere, but like yeah. how people create and what people do um, has definitely changed and, and how you yeah. come out of how you make money off this thing or a living is thing. But mm-hmm. what, what's your, what's your take you know, as someone in the business? Uh, what's the mm-hmm. current state of, of comics and is it healthy? Is there something that we could do to make it better or what as someone who's out there hustling, what do you, what's your thing? Yeah, I feel it's, it's, it, well, it's easier for a person like me, like we don't have to live in New York city, you know, and, and be around the hubs anymore, you know, because of, right the internet you know so uh so it's good for that you know that's that's good uh the state of comics i mean comic cons are a huge thing now but they're more of a pop culture uh con right they're more pop Mm -hmm. culture cons so not you know people don't necessarily go there for the the comic books but there are a lot of comic book fans still um I i feel like personally i feel like it's a thing that'll ebb and flow like it might dip and then it comes back and then it's you know but i mean there's a it's like we said there's a lot of other distractions out there kids these days aren't as into comic books as the kids in my day or in your day probably right so it's right, uh, right. you know so it's it's not it's it's not as big as it was back then they don't purchase they don't sell like hotcakes anymore more comic books are more like um like a vehicle for other you know other things to branch off from comic books right like uh video games and toys and movies and stuff like that it seems like you know the actual but there are the fans of the art but i mean i feel that a lot of the fans are guys our age or people our age and and uh and you know and then like they pass it on to their kids you know so um, I think it'll always be around. I think it's just, it's storytelling, you know, and as long as the stories are good, then it'll, then it'll stick around, you know? So, I mean, they're just, uh, I mean, even before comic books there, I mean, they're, they're myths, you know, they're, they're gods right. and, and monsters and all that sort of stuff, you know? So it's, so it'll always be around in some form, whether it's an actual physical comic book or online, or it's always going to be around some way. I prefer the old school way. I'm an old school guy. So I like the physical comic book. I like going to the comic book store. I like, talking yeah. about comic book, the comic book store. And, you know, I even missed like my first experience buying comic books was the spinner rack at the, you know, it's, we call them depeners up here, but there's seven 11s in the States. Right. So yep. it's, uh, yep. you know, I miss those days. And I think that they should in some way 
get back to having spinner racks and getting in the faces of the kids, you know? So like, you know, uh, somehow I, I always feel like that was sort of like when it became like just into the comic book stores and they became a little, a little too, um, uh, exclusive and like people, like right. some people would be like a little bit intimidated to go in the comic book store if they didn't know everything about comic books. It seemed like, you know, when I was, when I was younger. So I, I felt like there was like, uh, you know, that took away a little bit maybe from like the sales potential, you know, of, of comic books, you know? So, but I mean, it's just figuring out a way of getting it in people's hands and getting in front of like the kids and cause it's, you know, that's how it continues is that the next generation, if they come up with comic books, it'll continue. If not, then it'll, it'll die out, you know? So yeah, kind of akin to music, right? Like music, you know, vinyl, tape, uh, mm-hmm. CD. You, you had the music yeah. stores, and then now, now vinyl is is kind of classic. The vinyl stores, people going back yeah. and kind of vintage and retro, uh, retro, and going back and, and getting their vinyl. I'm just making making mm-hmm. a comeback. The local comic book stores, the single floppies and the graphic novels, um, is there. I I do I like it that on this show and others they'll say like, oh, did you like that movie? Did you like that show? You like Umbrella mm-hmm. Academy? Well, guess what? There's a whole yeah. book about it, and guess who wrote it? You know. I was like, um, uh, go get that graphic novel, the the new um, Supergirl movie that James Gunn is is getting ready to put out. That was my favorite story of last year. Of um, yeah, yeah, I'm reading gorgeous book and yeah, i kept just saying guys i don't collect supergirl i haven't in a long time mm-hmm. i haven't really cared but man this book is absolutely incredible i was just telling everybody about it and then when they announced how it's becoming a movie i cannot yeah. wait when people are like what this movie i'm like yeah before you see the movie please read this book yeah, put yeah. It in people's hands um yeah. that that's still there i don't think like you're right that the hero's journey the um stories that that hold up a mirror to the human condition and the all questions we all wrestle with is 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 super relevant and not going to go anywhere um and yes. this is just a way of, of sharing those stories so um yeah i appreciate that you're you're in that game and in a part of it so um cool cool stuff well um what um what other products do you have coming up i mean is there are there other ideas you can stay in the Starstorm universe um yeah like? you mentioned a little bit about the kickstarter image you know kind of uh, down the road but but uh yeah, how how's your work life now? <laughs> These like, story arcs. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still I'm working on uh, the next story arc of Starstorm. I also have uh, I have several different characters that I'm I'm uh, developing, you know, and and uh, I, I keep mentioning uh, this story. Me and my brother came up with this story a couple of years back. It's like sort of a homage to like '80s uh, teen flicks mixed in with like some sort of. Uh, uh, supernatural aspects to it and like uh, sort of like Goonies mixed with like, you know, a little bit like a skater punk oh. style, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Stranger Things sort of, uh, you know, sort of deal. So, yeah, so I, 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 it's, that would be like a six issue miniseries and I'd really like to try to get that done, but it's difficult with him working on his own stories, like his right. own comic book, Kaya, and me working on Starstorm, just getting it together. But I think what I might do is I'm just going to do like maybe a panel a day just to warm up and then just, you know, maybe post that online and maybe do it as like an online, like an Instagram comment nice. sort of thing and yeah. just see how that goes, you know? So yeah, that's, that's what I've been thinking about. I've, I was thinking about that the other day and I think I'm going to, I'm going to move forward with that. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'd like to get it published as well. That would be really, that would be better, you know, but Teaser. Uh, get, uh, get yeah. some teasers out there and interest in that. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to ask like you and your brother ever thought about teaming up. Is that, is that something good or you guys keep things separate or you're like, ah, oh, I know my brother and I were kind of like, okay, maybe we could team up on some things, some things we couldn't. Um, uh, he's a chef. So there's no way he wants me in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> the uh, yeah. But, 
<laughs> it's it's a little bit of the same thing. It's like we're both kind of like control freaks. Like I told him this story, and then he wrote this whole treatment for the story, but it was a little too morbid. And I was like, and I'm a little more like I don't want it to be a downer. I want it to be more of an upbeat story, you know. So it was I was reading his version, and it's in his not to say his version is wasn't great. It's, it's, he's really a great storyteller as well. He's awesome. But, uh, but it was just like the sensibilities were a little bit off. Like I was like, okay, this isn't what I'm going for. I'm going like more in this direction, you know? So, and then he's, he's a bit of a control freak and I'm a bit of a control freak. So it was like, we were butting heads on it a little bit. Um, and then, so he's like, well, you just go your way with it. And I'm like, no, no, we're going to do this together, but we just have to come to a, con- like, you know, yeah. we have to concede a little bit to each other. You know what I mean? So I got to go a little bit his, in his direction. He's got to come a little bit in my direction and we'll meet in the middle and hopefully it'll, it'll take off from there. You know? So, I mean, I'd love to have him draw it, but I think he's just too busy. He's just too swamped, yeah. you know, he's a busy guy. So, and he's, he's highly sought after, you know, so um, I'd love to have him draw it. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe we might have to find someone else illustrated. But I mean, I'll, I might do it in, in my spare time. We'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not 100 percent. It's still kind of up in the air. So we'll see. Well, that, that's super fun. I, I appreciate that. Any kind of teamwork is, is like you said, is things that are easy, probably aren't worth doing, you know, and so that, yeah. that means you guys care about it. And that that's uh, yeah. that that care. Um, will will carry it carry it forward so yeah I, I look i look forward to that that's that's super fun and and we'll definitely keep promoting your work and sharing it on our on our socials and and yeah I, we just we just love this um aspect of storytelling well um i thought we would do um a lightning or storm storm uh star storm round of okay. some um some uh uh questions to see what's going on uh with what you like all right okay. All right, Drew. What um, if you um, were going to have one go-to snack? You're hungry. What's your go-to yeah. snack? Pizza. Pizza. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant, but uh, I found a really good gluten-free crust, and I'm back on pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So, what do you do for fun when you're not doing comics or working or moving to a new house? uh what do i do for fun uh draw no i what do i do i i I hang out with my friends my girlfriend we go to movies i mean my favorite thing really probably is going to the movies with my friends and 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 my girlfriend you know so uh yeah i love the movies i love stories you know so that probably that and i like getting together with uh, well my dad and stuff we go watch boxing and 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 stuff like that so uh yeah i do that uh yeah that's that's probably going to the movies is probably my my go-to or, or watching the fights. What's a movie this past year that you're like, eh, if you haven't seen this movie, you got to go see it. Uh, the past year that I saw, which one that it really, did I really like? Uh, well, Dune was two years ago. Eh? So that's right. the one I'm looking forward to next. Uh, the pa- Well, I keep trying to go see it. I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard so many good things about it. I want to see Godzilla minus one. So I, yeah, I got to see it. And it's like, I'm just, uh, there's just nowhere close to go see it. It is, it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to go see that movie. And then a friend of mine, um, was like, Will, if you don't go see this movie and do an episode about it, uh, you, you know, what are you doing? Why are you living? Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, so we did it and we did an episode on it. And I, we put up the banner on our YouTube page of, of just Godzilla minus one chasing the boat. And it says Godzilla minus one. It has a lot of, a lot of clicks, a lot of views, but I'm wondering if people think they're getting the movie for free on YouTube and they're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's get a lot of, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not us, just us talking about, it. but yeah, it is absolutely 
amazing. Um, yeah. and, and I'm glad that people are recognizing it. Yeah, I got to see it in the theater. I want to see like, mm-hmm. I wanted to see the IMAX. There's an IMAX like uh, close by where I live and, and I wanted to see it, but they're not playing in the IMAX over here. So, but I'd love to, I wish they'd release it in the IMAX because I think that would be just like the best way to see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. All right, if you could have one superpower, not Superman, not like uh, someone with a ton of, uh, of powers, but if you could have just one superhuman ability, superpower, what would it be? Jedi mind trick. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I always said, yeah, Jedi mind trick would be uh, just to influence people. Keep publishing my comic books. <laughs> Keep some. buying my comics. Keep publishing. It, yeah, but it works there on all mine. I don't want just the weak-minded. I don't want to work here. Like, oh, I'd be like Professor X, you know? I'd be, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think that would be the best. Yeah, yeah, there is something when people say like, what's your one superpower? Like you could say like a force wielder because there's a lot that goes with that. It's one thing, but but yeah, yeah you, could, you could do a lot with 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 the force. Yeah. Jedi Jedi yeah. force use is, is yeah. pretty. So, yeah, if I could, if I could have use the force, I'd use the force. Yeah, other than when I was a kid, it was super strength, right? You just wanted to be stronger yeah. than everybody, but. As you get older, yeah, I'll take the force. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's interesting how our our strength and how that. W- and then we're like, we want to go to mind, uh, be smarter, yeah. use our brain yeah. better. There, there is something with that. Um, yeah. Okay, if I think I know the answer to this, but but we'll see. If you could have a meal, coffee, or beer, or or gluten free pizza with one creator, dead or alive, who would that be? Jack Kirby. There you go. I knew it. (laughs) I can see it in your work. Even when I devise that question and ask other people, when I saw like the Kirby crackles and saw your work, I'm like, yeah, uh, I think I know where we're going with that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy one. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'm with you. All right. So, um, you know, a little softball question here. Are aliens real? And if so, will we encounter them in our lifetime? Uh, I don't think I'll ever encounter aliens in my lifetime. Um, Are aliens real? Definitely. Potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely there's a definite potential. My I had a theory that aliens that are been perceived on Earth are time travelers and they're just future versions of ourselves that have come back to look in on uh, how crazy we are in these times. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. My wife said the same thing. We're big space buffs and and cosmology and sci-fi and, and I, I think we think about that stuff and ask those questions all the time. And and when these like kind of um Navy ships are are viewing these UFOs or uh, whatever. Uh, she's like, I, I, that might it might just be us <laughs> with yeah, the technology yeah. going back. And I'm like, yeah, you're yeah. Not, you're not far off. I mean, there could be intergalactic sanctions where, you know, um, where the Prime Directive where they don't don't talk to those guys until they're ready uh, or yeah. before they blow themselves up. But but the um, um um there there is something about like there's something mysterious there that perhaps we. we Maybe, maybe it's us. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's my theory. That's my best theory. That's, that's where I'm, what I'm running with, you know, now. Ten years from now, it might be something different, but yeah. And and with your book, you know, like other species coming this way and, you know, what what person doesn't want to get like a mystical or cool technology weapon and being asked to fight the powers of evil of the greater threat to the universe? You know, I I don't think that's too far fetched. Um, All these movies and stuff could be soft disclosure uh, to try to get us get us ready for what's coming. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would be cool it'd be like uh my childhood dream wow there are aliens and we get to you know get I, hope, I hope they're nice <laughs> i know there was a time yeah. when when people didn't know dinosaurs existed and they were like whoa okay here we are yeah. there might be a time when like 
my grandkids or great grandkids are like, yeah, you, my my great granddad had no clue about aliens, but we do. We're yeah. part of the intergalactic uh, council and and or whatever. So you, you never yeah. know. We'll see. I'm, I, think I'm open to it. I think they're more like along the show V, the television show V from the eighties. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're going to be something like that. So we might be in trouble. So we, we yeah, better get ready. Yeah. If they come in peace and don't want to eat yeah, us for yeah. dinner, that's that's the thing. Yeah, um, the only hope. <laughs> cool. Well, friends, thanks for for tuning in to this episode, and uh, Drew, thanks for for being a part of this and open to the conversation. We'll keep promoting your your work. Um, how can people find you and contact you? How can how can people uh, find you out there in the world? Um, mostly through Instagram, uh, Drew Craig Art. Uh, just go to my Instagram page and you can message me there if you want some commissions done or anything like that. Uh, if you have any questions about even like breaking into the industry or, uh, you know, if you want any tips or pointers or anything like that, I'm, uh, I'm all, uh, all ears and uh, I'll do what I can to, to help anybody out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show and I, uh, it was a pleasure and uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thanks, Drew. And yeah, everyone out there, smash the like button, share with a friend, subscribe. Uh, got lots of stuff on our Patreon and and different um, socials out there. And then, you know, interact in the in the comments and, and let us know what you're reading, what you're geeking out on and uh, the books that you're reading and the state of the comic book industry. We love having these conversations because, like we said, stories, the hero's journey, comics, I don't think is going anywhere. And we're going to keep promoting uh, the good stuff that is out there like like Drew's work. So, all right, folks. Thank Thanks for listening and remember to share the faith and share the geek. Thanks. If you'd like to support our show, please consider joining our Patreon where you get live access to our YouTube exclusives, including our comic book ketchup, manga mustard, drinks with teachers, and our companion series that we do each year with our annual theme. You can also get exclusive merch, including t-shirts, handbags, a coffee mug, and a long sleeve shirt. We also have available bonus extra questions at the end of most of our podcast episodes. You get access to exclusive Discord channels, discounts on our store, access to any future online D&D campaigns, you get to vote on topics for some of our episodes. You can easily access all of the Patreon content right through Spotify now. So super easy. Go to our Spotify page at the top. It's going to say exclusive content for subscribers. If you're a patron, hit that button. You get all of our bonus content right there on Spotify, right with your regular feed. And of course, you get the satisfaction of knowing you helped a podcast in need. Our overhead includes editing software, marketing equipment, recording software, and a lot more. And there's a lot that goes into keeping the lights on here. And we really appreciate all of our patron subscribers for helping the show happen. If you love our show, you can follow the whole network in a single feed on Spotify at Anazara Ministry Podcast or the network page on Apple Podcasts. There you'll find shows like The Homely, The Whole Church Podcast, My Seminary Life, Let Nothing Move You, Dummy for Theology, The Bible After Hours, as well as mine and my husband's show, The Clies, where my husband Taylor and I go through weekly discussions in a devotional conversational method to help us all get closer to one another and God.